Keep pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. If I'm moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina, the first thing I care about is winning. The second thing I care about is winning. And the third thing I care about is you guys are smart. So you, you win a lot of ways, and I don't like to lose it anyway. Welcome back to another episode of the 704 cast. It's me, Wes, and Matt here with you to talk about the Carolina Panthers. And they're coming off a, a big win last week um, and some big news last week. And we're looking ahead into the game against the Washington football team this week and the return of Ron Rivera. Matt, how you feeling? Hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, happy to come off another win. Happy to see the cam effect already on the first play. Actually, the first two plays, but... Um, I mean, like, like he said, you, you couldn't make up a better line than this. So I'm, I'm doing good. I'm ready for the, uh, the big reunion this weekend. Also, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know if anything else is happening, but Cam's return to uh, Bank of America will be a nice sight to see as well. Yeah, it's, I don't, I'm not going to be able to join you guys in the stadium this weekend, but uh, I, I'm very envious that y'all are going to be there because that's going to be an electric atmosphere. Um, but let's get started with a little bit of around the league news and notes. Uh, so Odell has decided to join the Los Angeles Rams and in the, in his first game as a Ram after Robert Woods tore his ACL, the Rams just get floor, just get throttled by the 49ers. And, and looking at the tape, the Rams just, the, the Rams defense looked soft. The, the 49ers um, often offensive line was able to just, control them even donald yeah i wonder if uh, if odell's dad's sitting somewhere splicing some some video up to upload <laughs> i saw uh, it's a uh, late monday night early tuesday morning i saw a uh, a meme going around it was odell in the rams jersey with the same graphic that he had in the brown jersey of odell beckham has requested a a, a trade <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, there was one I saw. It was him talking to somebody on the bench and said, "Yeah, I'm 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 gonna request a trade next week. I'm out of here." And then the, the the other one was there was one where he was staring at uh, Stafford just with a look of disgust, and the, the caption was, "They said you were better than Baker." So, <laughs> it's always somebody else's fault. Uh, moving on to the next one, NFL is upping their COVID protocols as cases around the. The U.S. get higher, and with Thanksgiving coming up and a lot of people seeing family and everything, they're going to start testing twice weekly and, and kind of be stricter on the mask policy. Um, the Panthers being, from, from what I remember, mostly, if not all, vaccinated. I, there may be one or two still left, but um, any, any thoughts on that, that change? No, I mean, it, it's, it's, it goes without 
much explanation on this. Um, you know, around the holidays, starting to get cold and flu season. Uh, last year, we noticed an uptick around this time, too. NFL's trying to avoid any issues that may arise. Uh, and like you said, I mean, I think John Miller were – John Miller mm-hmm. and then Perryman, I think those were probably the only two that weren't vaccinated, at least that, that came out into the public. So if there is, you know, one, I think we were at 99% at some point. Uh, if so, it's just one or two. So it's nothing, nothing to be concerned on our end, but also you don't want to deal with the close contacts and, and have possibly the, the possibility of somebody needing to negative test 24 hours before the game on Sunday. Yep. Moving on, the Mike White era in New York, the Jets is over. Joe Flacco has been named the starter until Zach Wilson can be fully healthy. Um, I think they're just kind of going to let Zach, sit for a lot of extra time and just learn and and get reps and practice and those kind of things so I think probably the best thing for Zach they're not going to win any this year um let him get some experience yeah that was a fun ride I saw a lot of people saying oh Mike White's the real deal Zach Zach Wilson's uh, (laughs) gonna have some competition and then you see what happens (laughs) when you when you actually get extended amount of run in the NFL yeah um moving on the the uproar about Patrick Mahomes being being washed already in his career that that was kind of proven wrong Sunday night Mahomes is apparently back any any input I mean what do you expect people want to overreact and and, and make a big deal about something I mean yeah he, everybody's going to struggle at some point in their career and and Mahomes has just been kind of spoiled at this point uh, of not having to deal with that I mean you look at the weapons around him yeah he struggled to you know, in the Super Bowl and then some of the season with the offensive line, but eh, he he is who he is. <laughs> what, what do you do? You still see them as a as a possible favorite in the AFC? I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't yeah. want to play them if I got into the playoffs and you know they're my first round opponent or or whatever. I mean, it's going to be a shootout regardless. I think that the defense is going to be what ultimately holds them back from making a Super Bowl run. I, I mean, let's I mean look at the Raiders. I mean, yeah, they they've kind of overperformed. Uh, so far this season with with everything they've dealt with but I mean do you really I mean with the Chargers on a slide and the Raiders on a slide this is a chance for uh, Kansas City to make a run and and try to take control of that division even after the slow start that they have yep moving on a few more news and notes Trent Brown came out this week that that last year he almost died when getting an IV there was air in the needle and and um He's he's taken him eight months to recover from from everything he's uh, gone through and, and finally got his got to play in his first game in eight months last last year. Um, I, mean, what, I said to you before this, how does that not come out for eight months? What a wild story. Um, and I guess it's just him kind of focusing on his health and the media not being around him. But the fact that this hasn't came out and he's dealt with this. I mean, that's that's a crazy, scary situation. Uh, I couldn't imagine and I haven't actually read the article I just saw the headlines um on on the situation but still I mean that's not only you coming back from you know an injury but you're I mean you have a this scare on top of everything that's I mean that's that's insane that's worse than the tie rod thing and puncturing mm-hmm. his long with a needle yeah for uh, a shot yeah but moving on this one these last two are prevalent for, or are News related to the Panthers, Chase Young out for the season, torn ACL. So that um, is news and noteworthy for the Panthers this week as we take on the Washington football team. And lastly, uh, Charlton are 
Corey's beloved Charlton um, has the, the the Panthers, I guess, at this point, backup punter has been cut. I know Corey's real upset about that. That's That was his guy. Um, maybe he's hanging out on trying somewhere, trying to still wrangle up those balls that he kicked over there last preseason. I don't know. But, yeah, it was it was pretty evident that that Charlton was not the guy with uh, with his average uh, punting distance. Just not. Um, so far, Edwards just came in and, and been a breath of fresh air. I mean, he's not you know, he doesn't have the strongest leg in the world, but also it's it's not too hard to uh, beat out a guy who's like average distance is 40 yards. So it's, it's worked out for us so far. And, and Arizona, I think they only started within uh, their own 40 like once last week. And that was just because we were backed up close to the end zone. But uh, so far, so good. Yep. All right, moving on into um, everyone's favorite topic. Just I felt like it was appropriate to have a, a cam section for us to to just kind of talk about Cam and only Cam here for a little bit. Um, starting with the the first his first play back as a Panther, um, the touchdown, the I'm back celebration, just all of it. What are your, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, once you saw, well, I was on my phone, so I was on Twitter like during the game and just want to see the reactions. <clears throat> but then, you know, I'm I'm streaming it with with YouTube, and, and so it's delayed, and I see on there saying, "Oh my God, he's in." And sure enough, I look up five, ten seconds later, and he's he's coming into the game. And if you've watched this team, if you know anything, I mean, you knew it was going to be a run play, especially when you saw Christian move out to the right. There was no way they're throwing it. Uh, impress, impressive run, though. I mean, the stiff farm, uh, I think Golden in the backfield, and then run over Isaiah Simmons on the way to the end zone. And then, I mean, you could see the energy right there from Christian and then as soon as you saw Cam reaching for his helmet, I said, well, he's just going to – he's going to make it known and, and and take this penalty right here. And I've never seen Christian get that excited about it. No, no, he doesn't, he doesn't show emotion like that. I mean, you maybe see like – I think the most I've ever seen him in a celebration on his own touchdown was like a salute that he did in the Miami game. Uh, but that's – Someone asked someone asked him what that celebration was. He said, I have no clue. He just started this. Yeah. <laughs> That he was just flailing his arms around. I forgot who he compared it to, but uh, man, yeah, I mean, what, what you couldn't, like he said, you, you couldn't script a better lie than this. And I mean, he's right. I mean, everything just worked it worked out how it should have, or ideally how it should have, with him being at the goal line. Um, you know, which is where he's comfortable. And this in a streak of passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns continues, and he only completed three passes. Uh, it the the I'm back. I got chills when when he started yelling out at the camera. That was just that that was insane. Then did you see how much media was around him right there? Mm-hmm. So you, so let's just I mean, there's the cam effect right there. I mean, as far as personality, and I've I've seen more Panther stuff on ESPN in the last two days. Other than you know them dragging Sam and and all that, um, than I have in what two years since since his release. Yep, and one thing that we talked about really all offseason and leading into the season and this is the lack of an offensive leader. I don't know if you've seen the clip yet of Cam kneel down on the sideline with the whole offense oh, yeah. around him talking, and that's just that's what, that's what the offense was missing, the energy and the leader, and you saw that in a big way. Um, and it, it, it flowed over into an already an elite, elite defense too, um, and you saw number two defense in the league become somebody who is 
probably the number one defense in the league if they continue to play like that. Um, and there are the number one passing defense in the league now. Um, it's not a number one overall, but um, with the, the, the three, four game stretch we have coming up here, uh, I would not be surprised to, to see them go into a matchup against Buffalo where you're, you're watching number one and number two, and we could possibly be number one face off against each other. I mean, it's hard, it's hard not to be excited about this team and, and the trajectory it has now on that side of the ball. Um, just having a guy that you want to play for or get behind and you know who will do anything to win the football game, like Cam said. I mean, it's not about me. Um, it's not about, you know, I don't want the attention on me. This is about wins. It would be embarrassing if I showed up here and, and didn't win. Yeah, I mean, he's right, but this is he's the spark that this offense needs. I mean, you saw when's the last time you've seen Robbie smile this season? Is it? I mean, he's been miserable out there playing with Sam, and he's, I mean, it's because he's been getting open and just hasn't been getting the ball. Um, but you, if, if Matt Rule had any reservations about what we all know about Cam, uh, with him, the energy he brings, the leadership he brings. Uh, the work ethic that he that he has, and, and a lot of people out there who don't pay attention, who just want to rag on him, you know, they'll tell you, oh, you know, he he needs to be studying the playbook instead of, uh, you know, worrying about what he's wearing on Sunday. So it just shows you the people that don't pay attention to, to what's going on. Um, <clears throat> and I think Matt Rule is finally figuring out what type of person Cam is, and maybe he didn't have a chance to actually build a relationship with him. Um, in 2019 when Cam was ma mainly rehabbing and that was his time spent in the building and Matt probably had a preconceived uh, notion about him. Um, but I think after just listening to his press conferences, and I know he does, he's, he's very big on coach speak, but it's, it sounds like he's actually, whatever we thought Matt felt towards Cam, we, uh, it seems like that's changing. And he's now seeing who Cam actually is as a player, a leader and a person. Yeah. So one last cam thing I wanted to touch on, and, and I mentioned this in the group message, and and we kind of talked about it a little bit. I know Corey's response was no hesitation, but tomorrow news drops that we extend cam for three sixty. What are your what are your thoughts on on an, that? And that that just seemed like a, a year and dollar amount that made sense. So three past the rest of this year, so that would take us into through the twenty twenty four season. Um, Cam's third is that would that be 30 he's 32 this year so 35 Cam's 35 years year old season that takes you through that thoughts I mean look at Tom Brady he's 43 and still playing football I mean regardless Tom didn't have the injuries that Cam had I mean he's only had one major one for his career um the, the contract figure is fine I mean ironically enough that's the same deal that we gave Teddy mm, so Take that for what it's worth. Um, and 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 you could get creative with it too. I think what I posed was something about like something like fifteen million that first year, next year, to compensate for Sam's money, because uh, Sam's still getting paid that eighteen, and you can't get rid of any of it unless someone takes it on. But it's all dead weight on a cut. Um, so you could take fifteen mil of it for next year, and then go something like twenty three, twenty two in the following two years, uh, just to to spread the cap space out. Well, going back to the report of how these <clears throat> discussions came about, I mean, it was pretty clear from everything that's out there that the Panthers wanted a two-year deal, Cam wanted multi-year deal, so probably two or three. 
they ultimately ended up settling on the on the one year deal. And I think mainly that is because it was beneficial to Cam, but also it allowed them a chance to see exactly what they were getting, even if they they had their doubts. I mean, <clears throat> with Teddy and and Sam, you know how that's gone so far. I I think you know it's you you should have reservations before you go out here and just spend money you know willingly. Uh, I think the reason that that didn't get done is because they realized that we got to figure out what we're going to do with this 18 million. That's owed to Sam next year. We're still paying Teddy and that's going to be off the books this year, I believe, because I don't think the third, the third year of his deal is not guaranteed. So I think that that's why it came, came down to only doing the one-year deal and we'll revisit a multi-year deal after the fact. Uh, I still think, I mean, Cam's not going to take a, say everything goes well here on out. <clears throat> I don't think Cam is taking a snap anywhere else in the national football league next year. And for a guy who, you know, only had the Seahawks and Texans come after him and, you know, he was looking for the right situation. It tells me that, you know, money's not the most important thing to him, obviously, but he does want to get paid what he's worth and he should. Uh, I think that as a front office, we did the smart thing here and only only gave the one year deal. But I would like to see, you know, an extension get done towards the end of the season or early in the offseason before free agency starts a three-year 60 deal, 60 million deal. I have no problem paying Cam Newton that if he can get you two touchdowns a game. And I mean, just be Cam. Just, I, I'm not even looking for 2015, 2018. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's pretty evident and clear that, that he is and has always been the right quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Just give me 2020 Cam. That's, that's all I need. 2020 Cam with the, the Patriots. Oh, but you know, he was awful. He was, he, you know, he couldn't pass is, is what everybody said, even though he was playing out here, you know, with the little giants cast. Jacoby Myers was his best receiver in 2020. Um, so in the right scheme, Cam that year would have been on our team last year. We're better with Cam in Teddy's spot. But moving on, let's get into a recap of last week in that win as a whole. Um, and, and get into this. So going through through my notes, the first note I wanted to bring up was uh, that, that Christian McCaffrey is still, in my opinion, the best offensive skill player in the league when healthy. I don't know what Arizona was thinking with, with how they schemed up for McCaffrey. I mean, if you watched the Patriots game, you saw that they, they, they focused on him. I mean, McCaffrey got everything he wanted and then some last week. I think he averaged seven yards a carry. I mean, just insane numbers, but Arizona just – they weren't even close to stopping him. They didn't make any adjustments. And and by the time they even figured out what was going on, the game was already already out of hand. Uh, I mean, this is a guy – I mean, he could have easily had three touchdowns last week. <laughs> I mean, he ended up with none. But I, I mean, a healthy Christian McCaffrey is a game changer and, and will be. I don't care how much of a focal point of this offense that he, he is – but if teams start to try to take him away, then that's where having Cam's legs and also having um, DJ and Robbie with a with a competent quarterback comes into play. Yeah, um, and and a healthy Cam mixed with a healthy Christian, um, that's just that's enough reason to to kind of match up the rest of their two contracts, in my opinion, too. Um, and I think three more years would do that, if I remember correctly. Um, so 
moving on, PJ. PJ looked very capable of running this offense, and, and I know we don't want, really don't want him to have to, but um, I think for what this team needs to do, and that's that's rely on defense and, and score as much as necessary and move the ball and not turn the ball over, um, aside from the one really bad um, interception, PJ looked capable of being that. Yeah, I, I do hate that he missed that Terrace throw because Terrace would have took that in for a touchdown. But it's actually, I mean, it's nice to see Terrace being used the way that he should be. Uh, I don't want to get off track there, but uh, I mean, PJ, I mean, PJ, PJ was PJ. I mean, he was he was good. He was you know not terrible, um, but he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't Sam. I mean, he wasn't turning the ball over. You, uh, I mean, he had you. Know, that that one interception but i mean he wasn't missing receivers like you that were <clears throat> that were that were wide open uh i mean but we you know we we were lucky enough to have a conservative approach uh for that game i mean just by getting up 14 nothing early on but they, they had a nice game plan for pj not not having to stretch him out and uh make him overextend himself and he's now two and oh as a starter in the nfl it's nice to have him a backup i mean i'll, I'll, I'll say that Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. And, and this, this is, shouldn't come to a surprise to anybody who watched the game, but, but it's a note we, we've mentioned in the group message and, and one that I have here. The O-line looked the best that it has all season in this game. Um, and uh, Pat Elfline just might just be a center. And we had him in the wrong position the whole time because he looked very capable for the first time all season. Um, so I think that line of Daly or Brady, um, I'd like to see the, the, the nod go to Brady, but we, Rule seems like to be a veteran guy with Jordan, Elf, Scott, and Moten. That seems to be the best combination that they've found all year. And, and injuries aside, I think, I think John, Johnny Miller certainly has lost that right guard spot. Um, but injuries aside, I think that's the line we should stick with. What, what, what are you thinking? Pat Elfline 100% is a, is a center in the National Football League. And, you know, when Matt Paradis' deal runs up at the end of the season and Elfline's on his deal, I guess he just moves over and that that uh, that takes care of that position for us, hopefully, if the play does keep up. But, I mean, good news, it gets him out of the guard position. So, I mean, this is like classic Ron stuff um, when an injury had to happen for the right thing, to, the right move to come about. Uh, I mean – if you listen to uh, anything Sheena, Sheena Quick uh, reported this week, I mean, she said that that the Panthers told Cam that they were they would make offensive line moves or they would rearrange it, whether it be free agents going and get somebody or or making changes in house, and and they did. I mean, it's the first time we've seen Dennis Daly at left tackle. We had um, Trent Scott at right guard. Um, Michael Jordan stayed at the left side at left guard, but when I mean, this is the first time this season we've seen Trent Scott at right guard. Uh, starting and uh, Dennis Daly at left tackle starting and Daly played well. He had the two holding calls that were pretty much a, like a phantom calls, but looking big picture here, I don't know how comfortable I am with Daly at that left tackle spot when the competition starts to be a little, get a little bit better. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did go against you know Chandler Jones and, and Golden, but uh, <clears throat> I don't know if he can sustain that play. I mean, he does get beat pretty badly, but, I mean, left tackle is his his natural position. I mean, that's what he played at uh, you know in college. So I'm at least encouraged that that the team and the coaching staff is exploring other alternatives 
Uh, I just don't know if if I would keep Daly there um, with Brady, but if you can spell them both, then then yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Michael Jordan had a had a good game as well. I mean, he's played every snap since uh, I think for the last two weeks now. And with you know Washington's injuries that we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, the, a lot of the pressure that they're going to apply is probably going to come from up the middle, uh, much like the uh, what game was it this this season uh, where we just got obliterated. I can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, so, so that's going to be an interesting point to watch this, this upcoming week. Giants. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, that's going to be an interesting, interesting point to watch. Um, looking ahead to the Washington game with, with uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young both out. Yep. So finishing up kind of the offensive side of the ball, just taking a look at the receivers, Robbie, like you said earlier, his, he's, back pretty much but Robbie is I think a guy that really needs that swagger and and, and stuff to, to carry over into his play and I think the smiling the cutting up the the energy I think that really translates and then Terrace Terrace finally getting used correctly in the offense uh, that I don't know I, I know the, the concussion had him out for a bit but I don't know why we went away from him after the preseason I don't know if it was Sam's skill set didn't really match up with that particular I, I don't I don't have the reasoning but I'm Glad to see them start using him and, and targeting him in in the ways that he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, Robbie probably felt pretty comfortable back there. You know, him and PJ have that connection. <clears throat> and, I mean, I talked about how miserable he was playing with Sam. But, you, you know, they don't, they don't, it's, it's different when the receivers don't have to worry about a hospital ball being thrown their way or, you know, a quarterback leading them right into a big hit. Um, you know, that, that makes a, a world of a difference. And then – Cam also being Cam and, and and building that connection with his guys, you know that's something he's always done. But uh, you could just see Robbie even in the post game press conference with them two doing it together. You know, Cam's going to make a, make an effort to to fix whatever whatever happened, you know, whatever issue Robbie had, you know, whether it be with Sam, the coaching staff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cam's going to do everything can to can to fix that. So I think. Robbie is is in a better place, and I, and I hope that we see this continue and, and we get last season, Robbie. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so any any other closing thoughts on the offense from last week? No, um, I just hope the offensive line holds up. I mean, that's like I said, you put – a different quarterback back there and, and you have all the time in the world and, and, and the, uh, you know, the outcome is different now. I mean, do you think that if that offensive line played that way and Sam's back there, do you think the outcome's the same? The defense is the, the, was the X factor in the game. 1000%. Um, I'm not sure the defense comes out as energized as they do with Sam back there. So it's, it's a hard question to answer, honestly, because, defense put us in those positions. So I, I, I would like to think they, they would put us in those positions regardless of who's at quarterback, but we, we, we know that's not true. The, the, the cam effect is real. Um, so probably not, even though it wasn't all the offense, as much as I'd love to say it was all cam in the offense or whatever. Um, the defense put us in those positions. Yeah, I mean, it's the most energy this defense has played with since, you know, the first two weeks of the season. 
And I mean, there there were some some different factors with Hassan coming back to Arizona and them not paying him this offseason. But uh, I think that that's like you said, it's a, it's another point where Cam's energy is is just contagious, and and these guys want to go out there and play for him and and win the damn football game. I mean, they have a they actually have a, a leader, like a, a team leader. And and the defense had a leader going into this, but that being Shaq, mm-hmm. but. It really just and and Shaq and, and Cam knowing each other obviously and, and and that that's a big piece of it I'm sure is their their history and and Shaq knowing just what Cam brings and Shaq wanting to probably elevate push the defense to elevate themselves to that same that same energy level. Yeah, I mean, not to get off track, but but Shaq knows knows the history here. And, and Cam knows that. And these guys were taught that. And, you know, just just having having somebody in here, the same mindset to know, like, what what's being asked for you from this organization with the history that we have. I think that 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 plays a factor, too. And I think that that's going to be contagious and this energy is just going to rub off to, to everybody. I mean, especially with the stretch that we have now, this this little stretch before we get into the, the last four games. I mean, it, it's very important that that we take advantage of this opportunity and go three and zero here, and then you're you're eight and five with these four games coming up, and you're probably in a good position at least as like the sixth or seventh seed, and maybe you can you can create some space before you go through that rough stretch. Also, to know, I mean, Cam, we've mentioned this before, but Cam's never lost to Tom Brady, and he has a nice history with Bruce Arians as well. So. And that's a Tampa team that lost to Washington last week. So. Yeah, the 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 two wash before I was kind of counting Tampa as as uh, as two losses, but I think at this point you've got to hope you've got to think that there's a really solid chance of splitting, especially at home if this energy keeps up and and we can get on a run. So the last thing, not special teams related, not really offense that I had here was uh, on this on, on on our topic list was Zane winning special teams player of the week for the second time. Um, so. Joey, Joey Sly's uh, returning back to Bank of America this weekend. So if you're sitting in the end zones, pay attention because he's gonna he's gonna send one your way, wide right or wide left. Joey Sly's been on as as many teams in the last few weeks as Zane Gonzalez has won special teams players of the week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I honestly feel like this is like his fourth team for the year so far. It, it is including us. It's us, Houston, San Francisco, San Fran, and yeah. now Washington. God. Yeah. So oh, old friend Joey Sly. If no, that is if that isn't evidence that that we we made the right decision. <laughs> well that well we made the wrong decision well before that, but uh-huh. sure we righted we righted that wrong decision. Moving on, um, talking about the defense a little bit. The the first thing I want to mention is Hassan Reddick, uh an absolute stud, and they need to do everything they can to bring him back next year the most important offseason signing for us, I would say, and it's not really close. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, and, and the way his deal structured is it was, it, it's weird to get into it, how they did it, but it, it wasn't a technically a one-year deal. It was like a four-year that the rest of the years are voided um, to get this low salary. So it's, it's, it's real tricky, but I mean, he's, He's going to have a payday, and we're going to have a tough decision on our hands because I don't know as far as cap-wise, you know, how this is all going to shake out. 
Um, you're looking at him to Only pay. Only we had 18 million to give him next year. Yeah, you're you're gonna have him. <laughs> you're gonna have Gilmore. I mean, you got Dante. Um, you you, you like the franchise pick, tag? You likely pick one of Dante and Gilmore. Uh, I mean, you you can't have both. I don't think at this point. No. But so, I know which one. I know which one I'm picking. Um, Gilmore's likely to get a deal done because it's pretty clear he he wants to stay in Carolina for sure now with his family moving back here and and him having roots here. So if you can get something done like a two year deal with Stefan and then you can tag Hassan and and keep him and then you know I guess you address you would, safety. Yeah, worst case you you let Dante walk. Um, I think you've got to let Dante walk and address safety with whatever money he was going to get. If you are, I man, Dante's growth this year has been been really really impressive. Uh, so I, I mean, I would hate to give up on him, but also, I mean, Stephon's, somebody's going to overpay. Somebody's going to overpay for him, and you've got Horn, you've got Stefan, and you've yeah. got CJ. At that point, where does Dante fit in all that? Because they're at, you've got your two starters so to speak, right. in JC and, and Gilmore. And CJ is your potential play, um, your growth guy. And Dante, Dante doesn't really have a place there because he's not Stefan. He's not JC. Sure, the rotation we've got going with our cornerback depth is great, but you've also got Keith Taylor. In and the you mix. got AJ Boye. Yeah. So I, I just – there's not room for both. There's no. also – and at the end of the day, you honestly could make a case that, that that neither have to come back. But I really do want one of them back. Uh, this is a it's a conversation I wouldn't expect that we would be having at the beginning of the season, based off of our corner depth and it being the weakest of our of our defense, and then also the moves that we made. Uh, I mean, now, now it's arguably the second strongest behind pass rush. I mean, you can't give them you can't you can't not say the pass rush is first, but. But corner corner depth is is a, a sneaky candidate for that the, the strongest part of the defense right now because they're able to rotate and keep everyone fresh and, and nobody is playing all the snaps. Hassan is 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 priority number one just mainly because of obviously his performance but also the depth that we have at at linebacker it's it's our weakest part of the defense. So I mean you 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 can't let him walk, uh, especially after like you know him him seeing what he what he's done here. Yep. So that's really all I have on the defense. Looking back, uh, the, the performance kind of speaks for themselves. So let's let's look forward to the matchup against the Washington football team this week. Uh, start with the offense. What are you What are you thinking? So by all accounts, it looks like Cam's going to be the starter. Matt Rule would be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's Cam's been taking all the all the the first team reps this week, or the majority of it on the Panthers depth chart that came out last night. PJ was still listed as the starter, but that I mean, you know, take it take it for what it's worth. There's there's no way that this team sends PJ out of that tunnel on Sunday and does that to the fans in the stadium. You just got to read the room and know. Um, you can you you start Cam if you do have an occasional package where you bring PJ in. That's fine. Um, but but Cam starts on Sunday. Uh, as far as the offensive goes, I mean, as far as the offensive goes, um, you know, with with the way that Washington's beat up, I still think you see a heavy dose of of McCaffrey. Um, you'll see an, an offensive style that's more of the West Coast that we ran in 2015. Uh, a lot of the short 
uh, intermediate routes with an occasional deep shot. And I was happy to see, see Cam take that last week, even though he underthrew it a little bit to the DJ, but he drew a penalty. So, I, I mean, I, I, there's no complaints there. And, and the arm looked fine. So, uh, Cam will start. Um, and outside of that, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm generally most interested in the game plan that they have for him, how many design runs there are, uh, what the, the depth of the, of the routes that the receivers are running. I think that honestly, and this is what I what I thought when his coaching staff was hired, but I wanted to see Cam in Joe Brady's offense, like Joe Brady's real college offense. And I think we'll still see a watered down version of that, but that's fine we'll, because that we'll fits. We'll let him run that offense. See, and, and I think it's going to be more of a run heavy style, but you'll see Cam get maybe five designed runs. Will, will they, will, would I, and sorry to, to, to butt in, I guess, but what I want to see is is heavy RPO with Cam having that Cam having basically the the keys to castle of uh, McCaffrey going to run this? Am I going to run this? Or are we going to run this quick slant with DJ or Robbie? Um, and and a lot of that just and that that's very reminiscent of, of a college style offense. But I don't see Rule wanting that. I, I think Rule is going to want it to be more traditional, and I'm concerned about that. But I think. The, with the pieces we have, that RPO offense could be very, very nice. Well, this is another thing. Like, I think maybe they'll get a little bit more creative just because, you know, these guys do have, you know, a history with Cam. I mean, with McCaffrey and DJ, the other guys do not. But I think this is – it bodes well for – one, it bodes well for Terrace because Cam's going to look more up the middle and Terrace plays mainly out of the slot. So I think, you know, you actually see an uptick, uptick in his usage. Um, another thing is I would like to see them run more of the Texas routes that they did with McCaffrey to get down to the goal line last week with, with PJ um, or in, in putting McCaffrey in the slot more. Those, those are things that, that the previous regime did with McCaffrey uh, and, and Cam took advantage of it. I mean, you, if you want to, I mean, we do have the luxury now where you can put Chuba in the backfield and we saw Chuba, you know, get a touchdown last week and get a decent amount of snaps. Nothing crazy, but you know, five to ten. And but you just have to make Washington, and especially a regime that's familiar with Cam and McCaffrey and DJ, you have to throw wrinkles in there that they're not expecting. So yep, I agree. So uh, that's about all I have on the, the skill guys. We're moving on to the offensive line. Uh, do you expect the same starting group? I know Miller was designated to return. I'm not sure if he's been at practice at all, but he was designated. Uh, they went with that initial starting group we mentioned earlier. Do you see Brady getting more reps than he did last week? He pretty much only played in the garbage time, but, but how do you see that shaking out? This week? I think it just depends on, on how Daly does. I mean, there's no reason to, to, to change what worked last week, especially against a better defensive line than we're facing this week. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, Jack Del Rio is is a damn good defensive minded coach, but they just don't have the pieces right now on the on the defensive front. I mean, I think Jonathan Allen is their 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 best defensive uh, lineman at the moment with the injuries that they have. So unless Daly struggles, then I don't think there's any any need to make the change. I mean, as much as I love Brady and would love to see him at left tackle, roll with what's working, and maybe we can actually finally get some 
some, I mean, actually get on the same page and, and build some chemistry there uh, on the O-line for, for a change instead of just moving people around, which is what we've been talking about since the preseason. Just pick a line and stick with it. And if you need to make adjustments when things go bad, then, then make the adjustments then. But don't, don't move two and three people around at one time. If I remember correctly, seven different starting lines so far this year. It's ridiculous. Um, that's not that's – not, and that's been a big point of emphasis, emphasis for us the whole time, just – Pick a form, pick a group, and stick with it. So, if the daily at left tackle is what you got, stick with it. Um, some breaking, uh, breaking podcasts coming news: Frankie Lulu and Marquise Haynes back practicing today. So, Panthers injury report is full practice of everyone on the fifty-three man right now. Mm-hmm. That's obviously excluding IR people, but um, that is that is big. That is yep. good. We're getting healthy. Um, I think now we're just sitting with. Miller still sitting on IR designated return and obviously JC. I'm trying to think of any else, any other big, um, I can't think of anybody else that, that, that we're missing. That is a, of note. Not a quarterback. I'm just playing. <laughs> Again, not of note. <laughs> um, but okay. So anything else on the offense before we move on to the defense for you? Nah, that's it. I just, I just, just take care of the football. Uh, get some, get some chemistry on the offensive line. Quit making changes, and and let's go get a win this weekend. Yep. Okay. Moving on to the defense. Um, the the first note that I have is can can Reddick keep keep this sack pace up with with, with this offensive line, and and do you, do you see them continuing to come from 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 Hassan? Uh, I think he's making sure that he's going to win that golf cart from Brian Burns from their little their little bet. I mean. <laughs> He, he's we talked about this, but he there's you can't block everybody. And so far, he's been the one that's that's taken advantage of it. And you can see that. I mean, nine and a half, nine and a half sacks so far on the season. He's I mean, he's he's that I can't understate the pressure and, and having, you know, so many different weapons on that front seven. As, I mean, you looked at I mean, Morgan Fox, Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. Um, and, and we're not even talking about some of the other the other major pieces um in that front seven so you, you like you said you can't you can't block everybody and so far he's he's taken advantage of it and gotten home to the quarterback i mean he's good for a sack every single game so i like the way that he's, he's been schemed up and i like the way that that uh, phil snow is using him i mean not surprised there at all um but i would like to see him you know come away with another one or two this weekend um the only hesitancy i do have on the defensive side of the ball is we haven't necessarily defended mobile quarterbacks too well this season. You look back at at uh, Dak had a few runs, um, even in the Dallas game. Jalen Hurts did late in the Philadelphia game. So Heineke is their second second leading rusher behind Gibson. So things you have to account for. Um, he's 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 quick. I mean, and he's probably going to want to win this. I mean, he's going to want to win this game. I mean, he's going to want to spoil Cam's return. And you know, Taylor had his one start here with Ron and, and company <clears throat> when, when they were here. But uh, I mean, it's just something that we're, we're going to have to take into account, whether it be spying and, and making him beat you uh, with his arm, which, which is the right thing to do with just McLaurin being their major weapon. Uh, Sills Jones may not play this weekend. Um, and then Logan you have still not, you know, still not returning. Yeah. Um, so there's really, there's really there's, nothing there's, that scares me. Yeah. Kurt Curtis, the DNP. So, with the lack of weapons, you you almost have to have someone like like Shaq spying um, Taylor. 
Um, I'm not sure, that's the, I'm not sure that's exactly the person you use, but uh, maybe Chin, maybe Shaq, some, someone, because you don't really need a lot of help on the, on, with the skill positions. So. No, it's, it's really going to be just McKissick, Gibson, and McLaurin this weekend. And McKissick is probably going to gonna get a lot more routes and, and a lot more passing opportunities than, than Gibson does um, out of the backfield because most likely they're going to be, they're going to be trailing and there's nobody else really that you have to account for. Yep. Okay. Uh, wrapping up score prediction, any, any score prediction? Well, we, let me just be reasonable. I'll go, uh, I'll go 27 to 10. I'll, I'll just, I won't, I won't get too crazy. I'll go, I'll go 27, 10. That's going to say that, 30, 31, 17 was mine. <laughs> and the, the, the seven, they would get to 17 with garbage time. Um, but 3117 was, was what I had. And maybe I have too much faith in this, in this offense. I mean, maybe, maybe Ron schemes up some stuff and you know, that surprises me, but it'll, it'll likely be lower scoring than, than 3117 just, but uh, Cam's first full game, I, I, I expect them to be excited. So mo- most likely Ron is going to try and drag out their possessions and, and we may not even get the chance to score 31. So okay. you might end up more with like a 20, 24, 24, yeah. 10, 24 13 type of game but closing we'll note here if you don't have a ticket then i don't know what you've been doing i just looked on StubHub and prices are still going up cheapest ticket now is 161 before fees Goodness. $161 for a ticket that was going for 50 something before the signing so tell me yep. again that this man doesn't have an effect on the city of charlotte the win last week certainly helps too but yes sure does uh, people people are starting to use the p word again so We'll see how things go. Um, any final thoughts? No. Uh, excited to get into Charlotte. Try to get down a little bit earlier on uh, on Sunday. Um, if you're in the area, come by uh, South Cedar or the Riot, Warring Riot Tailgate. That's where you'll find me and Corey at this week. So come by. All right. Thanks for listening in this week. As always, follow us on social media at 704cast and tune in every week for one or multiple episodes. Have a good one. Later.